Well, welcome back to Righteousness Revealed Radio. On today's show, we're going to be walking through a little bit of the intro of the book of John. Uh, who wrote it? Spoiler alert, it was John. Why did he write it? When did he write it? Stuff like that. Uh, I'm Bradley. And I'm Austin. And uh, we're super excited to dive on in. All right, so book of John, who wrote it? John, right? Um, So most likely was the Apostle John. Uh, You see the phrase, the disciple of Jesus loved throughout the book of John, I think like five or six times. Um, And it's referenced as that person as having written um, the gospel of John. Um, We also have Irenaeus, who was a disciple of Polycarp, who was tutored by John himself, who says, John wrote the book of John. So we can most likely just trust him and go with that John wrote it. Um, it's kind of evident when you're going through and reading it. Um, and it was also, I believe, almost all of the uh, early church fathers uh, that wrote about it affirmed that it was indeed uh, John, yeah. son of Zebedee, uh, fisherman. Uh, he was the one who wrote it. So yeah. even though uh, Irenaeus is probably the earliest, most explicit statement of it, because he references Polycarp again, who was a disciple of John himself. That's really clear. It was still held by uh, all, yeah. the, all the church fathers. Yeah, and and he says also as well, it, it was most likely written in Ephesus. Um, so that's kind of where we get the who wrote it, uh, what audience. Um, yeah, we, we also find that uh, the Gospel of John is probably the latest of all the Gospels actually written. Um, it was probably written somewhere between 85 to 95, right around 90 AD, near the end of the uh, first century. Uh, it's funny, a lot of re- uh, critical scholars, uh, more uh, liberal uh, liberal uh, Christians, they want this uh, book to be dated later than that because the Gospel of John, as we'll find as we're working through it, has an incredibly developed mm-hmm. uh, idea of the divinity of Christ, of the Trinity and Trinitarian relationships. Um, it's the type of thing that for the critical scholar who wants to say that these doctrines uh, that were first really super, super clearly articulated for the church at Nicaea, they didn't develop until much later. Mm-hmm. But the Gospel of John's hard uh, to reconcile that notion with because it's an earlier book. It's uh, and it contains so many of those ideas that sound very Trinitarian, um, very mm-hmm. much like Nicene Christianity. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you don't you don't like the uh, deity of Christ or the Trinity, you want that gospel to be written later. But. Right. Yeah, yeah. If you uh, it's, if you think it's fake, you want it to be yeah. written later because it's hard to get around how clear the deity of Christ is mm-hmm. written in the Book of John. We were actually just reading a little bit earlier a Huffington Post uh, <laughs> article that was so. Uh, I have a quote. So crazy. Uh, it, I have to find it here. I wasn't planning on reading it. It's, it, it said this. Uh, the texts used to support that creedal development, oh, I'm sorry, the, my studies have led me to affirm have nothing to do with an external God entering humanity in the person of Jesus, but are rather attempts to describe the experience of the human breaking the boundaries of consciousness and entering into the transformation available inside a sense of mystical oneness with God. Oh man, it's it's almost satire. Like I, I read that, that and I'm meant. like, I'm, is this really just Huffington Post or is this like satire? Yeah, like, I know. It's like it's, the exact opposite of what the Gospel of John is right. about. Right, yeah. So so that kind of thinking you really want it to be uh, written later. But one thing that these critical scholars have an issue with is a piece of archaeology that uh, people called P. 
call P52. It's like a papyrus fragment, uh, papyrus mm -hmm. 52. And this fragment is potentially, arguably, the earliest uh, fragment of manuscript we have of the New Testament. So the Gospel of John, specifically uh, John uh, chapter 18. And this fragment of papyrus, P52, is dated to the early 2nd century. Um, I've heard around 125 uh, AD. Now, this is remarkable for a number of reasons, because not only does it affirm that the book was written before then, but uh, it shows that it was recognized as a writing of the church, that it was circulated, that it was copied and distributed by this time, enough so that we have a fragment of it that was written. It is absolutely remarkable. And um, let me tell you, people, critical scholars have an issue with this. They, they struggle with it. So they try and, m most of them try and deal with that and say, well, it actually came later, maybe later second century, perhaps even third century, kind of throw, um, well, we're not really sure when it came, but um, it, it seems like the consensus of uh, Bible-believing evangelical Christian scholars is that P52, the early second century, mm -hmm. is a great testament that the book of John was written uh, prior to the turn of the century, uh, from the first to second century. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk a little bit about why the book of John was written, other than just being a gospel and kind of recording the accounts of Jesus, which is important and vital uh, for the Christian life. There's a specific purpose that John, uh, the author, writes about at the very end of the book. I'm going to turn there now. We're going to John chapter 20, verse 31. John chapter 20, verse 31. Uh, John writes this. Uh, I'm actually going to read verse 30 and 31. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Okay, so we kind of get two statements here. That you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Okay, it's the Christ, the Messiah, and the Son of God. And that by believing in him, we may have life, eternal life, which is a theme in John. We'll see uh, throughout the book of John, uh, the, the author John, he develops two sets of seven that kind of prove both who Christ is and they authenticate his ministry. Mm -hmm. We refer to them as like the seven signs of the gospel of John, the seven I am statements of Jesus. The signs are specific miracles done and kind of it builds and builds and builds, starts out here and it builds and builds and builds over the course of the book. So we get a view of the power of Jesus, that he is powerful. These signs authenticate his message. They, they tell us that what he said actually is true. Mm -hmm. And then in addition, we get the seven I am statements. We'll go into that more when we get to these statements. But essentially, the I am statements are a, state, a statement of divinity by Jesus. Jesus is claiming I am Yahweh, essentially, mm -hmm. I am God. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In Exodus 3.14, we get kind of the, the first time, um, sorry, the first time uh, God names himself, the tetragrammaton, and um, anyways, Yahweh is his name. And so when Jesus says, and, and so he, he tells Moses, when Moses says, well, who are you? God says, I am that I am, or I am who I am, or I am. So when Jesus says, I am the X, fill in the blank, and then eventually it just says, I am. Um, that is clearly him saying, I am God, I am, I am divine. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Jews didn't like that. They tried to stone him. But that's, yeah. so, so all these things in the Gospel of John really prove that purpose, um, or, or show to prove that that is the purpose. John wants his readers 
to believe that Jesus is divine, he's the son of God, he's the Messiah, and that you may have life in his name. Yeah, you, you won't walk away from after reading the book of John thinking, oh, Jesus is an angel. Mm-hmm. Jesus is just a great teacher. He's, he's a good person. He's just um, just another guy. You, you won't, like John leaves no room for you to walk away and think that. It answers all those questions of who Jesus is. He's God. He's the creator. I um, mean, it's so in your face explicit um, about who the person of Jesus is. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, he keeps hammering in. A lot of it is about belief and it's important than that you believe in in this Jesus person and it's important that you know who he is so that you can have right belief about him. Um, so John is super evangelistic in how it presents, um, how it walks through who Jesus was and um, in the narrative in yeah, that yeah. it wants you to believe that, that statement. Um, you need to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and, and you must believe in his name. Um, so you ask the question, well, how, how should I be saved? How, how do I get to heaven? Like it answers that questions explicitly. Really explicitly. Yeah. Um, so you walk away knowing for sure, okay, I need to believe this and I need to believe these things about who Jesus mm. is. It's super important to understand his character. Yeah. We need to know who we believe in. It's not just yeah. that we have faith. I can have faith that, um, you know, my wife will cook dinner tonight. Uh, I guess that was a really bad example. But the point is, what is the object of my belief? What is the object of my faith? I can believe in a historical figure named Jesus, but what he's gonna, what is he going to do if it's just a historical figure? Mm-hmm. No, I believe in the, the everlasting living Jesus who is divine, who is God, who upholds the universe and uh, all that. And he's kind of the object of the belief. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also helpful to note the word believe in uh, Greek is the same word as faith. I, I think this is, mm-hmm. for me, it was really surprising when I found this out because I always, I, don't, I could not have told you the actual difference <laughs> I thought between them, but, but it's helpful when we talk about having faith in Christ. It's the same as saying we believe in Christ, um, at least mm-hmm. in the, the minds of the New Testament writers. I, I can't, yeah. when you were talking, I couldn't help but think about John yeah. 3.16, right? The, oh, ev- yeah. the verse everyone knows, <laughs> whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Mm-hmm. And uh, so right there you see, um, we'll see that theme up, up and all over, all over the place in the Gospel of John. It's also, uh, this book is unique as far as the Gospels go. If you read the other, mm-hmm. all four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are what's called the synoptic Gospels. Uh, and they are very similar in their structure um, and in the, the specific stories they tell and the way they walk through things. And they have a lot of the same content. And then there's John. John is the the outcast of the Gospels, <laughs> but he's awesome. I, I'm not saying he's down. I'm just saying he's very different than the rest of the Gospels. He is not a synoptic. He, uh, all the Gospels um, kind of demonstrate Christ's divinity, but John, more than the others, say it explicitly. It is not, you could not mistakenly think that Jesus was uh, not divine after you read through mm-hmm. the Gospel of John, uh, and it focuses on how one can be saved, um, and so yeah, there's a lot of different stories, a lot of different things that aren't present in the other Gospels, um, because they were trying, they had different theological purposes and points, whereas John, he told, he, he pulled from all the various stories, all the things Jesus did, he even acknowledges at the, at the end of the book, mm-hmm. uh, in what I just read in, in John twenty thirty, he says, now there are other things that happened, um, that they're not written in this book. But the things that are written, the things that John did include, he wrote for the purpose uh, that we 
stated mm-hmm. earlier. So because of that, the format of John is not necessarily chronological. And for some people, this really throws them off because it does not necessarily mean that this event um, happened right here and then right after that was this event and then this event. There's a little more creative license and fluidity to the story because John's goal is not to give us a historical recounting, like a history textbook of what happened in uh, you know, step A, B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. His point is to serve a theological purpose, to illustrate and demonstrate the greatness of Christ, the divinity of Christ, culminating in his death and his resurrection. Um, yeah. and so it's, it really is a grand, <laughs> grand book. Yeah, if you're if you're kind of wanting to to study um, just some simple doctrine or theology, it's it's a nice book for our 21st century American mind to kind of read through because it just kind of makes sense um, because it's so just in your face evangelistic kind of gospel message. Um, so in that regards, it's it's easy for us to kind of understand. Whereas maybe Matthew, Mark, and Luke kind of like, oh, we don't get genealogy what's that even mean to us unless you live in utah then then that's another story but um, our our western american mind just doesn't understand some of that stuff so um sometimes john is just an easier one oh it it says this so it must mean that yeah yeah we always tell people we do sometimes thursday night street evangelism down at temple square sharing the gospel to um, various latter-day saints that walk past and just visitors to utah and I can't tell you the number of times if we finish a conversation and I'm like, okay, go home and read the Gospel of John as yeah. though you've never read it before. Uh, as though you not you know nothing about Jesus, zero. And for the first time you're learning about him. Mm-hmm. And what you will walk what will you walk away with? An orthodox understanding of who Jesus is and how you can be saved. So uh, that's that's that for the intro section and our next uh, next show, we're going to go ahead and dive into the, uh, the prologue, John's prologue, John chapter 1, and work through that verse by verse. We're super excited to start that. So, uh, again, I'm Bradley. And I'm Austin. And thanks for watching uh, Righteousness Revealed Radio. We'll see you next time. <laughs>